0: This podcast was recorded live on February 18th at 10:20 p.m. Things may have changed since the time of this recording please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I am Samori, your host, and the fellows are here for another episode of SJH Man Cave. We are live on Facebook and looking forward to another fantastic conversation. You can follow our Facebook page at SJH Man Cave and our Facebook group at SJH Podcast Family to get notified when we're going live and engage in discussions that we have throughout the week. You can also see our videos on YouTube at SJH Man Cave. And with all that being said. Let's dive right in.
1: And Hudson, you want to talk about Ted Cruz making a fool of himself? Ted Cruz, you are one simple son of a bitch. I mean, what? And and you Texans that keep voting for him every single damn time, I can't understand it. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, here is this dude; he's got millions of Texans out there without electricity. This dude decides to take a trip. He decides to go. Where where did he go, Cancun? Samori, I was about to ask you, did you see him out there? Because I forgot where you went. Mm -hmm. I was like, did did you see Ted Cruz out there? Tell him to get his behalf back to Texas. And then he's going to say something stupid about, hey, I I was trying to be a good dad to my girls. How about you be a a good dad and let them know about responsibility and, and humility and and making sure you're taking care of your constituents and your responsibilities. How about you teach them that? I I just don't I, I I am I am at a loss for words. And if you all don't vote him out in this next election election, I I am agreeing with letting you all succeed from the union. Get just go ahead and get out if you decide you're going to let this guy take office again. I that's it for me. I'm done. Y'all, y'all have seen this up close. He doesn't care about public service. So either you put him out or you go ahead and leave. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> for. So
0: for anybody who's been living under a rock and maybe doesn't understand the whole situation, there's been a huge snowstorm sweeping across multiple states across the country. Um, Chicago is one of them, but of course, we're well-prepared to deal with snow and situations like this, whereas Texas does not have the infrastructure at all to be able to handle the type of snow and weather they're experiencing, causing a situation where millions of people are without power. It's also important to realize that part of the reason for this is that Texas has a power grid that is essentially segmented specifically because they did not want the federal government to be able to get involved with anything happening with their power system. So this is kind of a situation that their governmental leaders have created. And Ted Cruz, while millions of people are are in desperate situations without heat or power, decided to go on a vacation to Cancun with his family. We're not trying to pretend that Ted Cruz could stay, reach out his hand, and magically give power to all of these people, right? But at the end of the day, if you're the captain of the ship and you see the ship is on fire, that is not your opportunity to reach for the first lifeboat and be like, I, right, y'all, it's been a ball." <laughs> like you got to stay there and try to help right the ship and be there to provide leadership because that's what you were elected to do, and. I agree with everything else to say. It's bad enough that he left, but the fact that he threw his family under the bus to try to provide cover for him leaving is incredible. And this, this pulls off kind of a full trifecta of this guy throwing under the bus different members of his family for his own political goals throughout his career. It started with his father when Trump basically trashed his father, claimed that he assassinated JFK. And then as soon as Ted Cruz lost, he was on the phone trying to get people to vote for Trump instead of standing strong and saying, hey, you disrespected my family. There's no way I could do this. Trump also called his wife ugly and said a bunch of other disparaging things about his wife. Ted Cruz ate that and decided to (laughs) Trump anyway. And now he's throwing his daughters under the bus, trying to say that, well, no, this is all about my daughters really, really wanted to go to Cancun and I was trying to be a good dad and blah, 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 blah. By the way, people have already investigated the situation and determined that that is not even remotely the case. So
1: I heard his interview. He said, he said the kids were in the house for two days without power and, and they didn't have to go to school. So, say so let me get him out of there. Are you kidding? With, with with the situation that all your constituents are in, you decide to you decide, well, you know, and and whose money did he spend for it? I bet you that was taxpayer money he spent to take that trip and to come back 11 hours later.
0: Oh, oh, you didn't read? He had a full Houston police escort. He had the Houston police escort him to his vacation. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it was absolutely an expense, a huge expense at that. It's crazy, and I don't, I don't begrudge him trying to set up better living situations for his kids. Like I'm sure everybody in Texas right now, if they had the ability to have their kids sitting somewhere with power and heat, they would do so. right. So I'm not going to try to say that. No, you have a responsibility to make sure your kids stay with our power and heat. But y'all can't be going to Cancun. You can't be going to Cancun. What are you thinking, bro? What are you talking about? I'll
1: say this. He could could send his kids to Cancun. I'm sure he's got he's got the money to have someone who can go with them. Grandmother, whoever. Yeah, Send them to Cancun. But you stay your simple ass in Texas and help your constituents.
2: I'm not an advocate for Ted Cruz or nothing like that, but he could have been the mayor of Colorado City, Texas at least, At least he wasn't that bad. uh the oh, mayor uh, of Colorado city <laughs> buddy who said uh what was, what, was the, what the first statement he made? uh sink or swim, it's your choice. The people waiting for someone to help them is because they're lazy and is a direct result of your raising." A hand uh, he out. also rallied the city by warning, "Only the strong will survive, and the weak will perish." Whoa! Yeah, like he he went on Facebook and Twitter and tweeted this whole thing out. But I guess he was in the midst of resigning when he said it. Uh, they don't. I, I can't remember what the date was on it, but they said that he 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 had no intentions on um uh, on on, on uh, trying to do a reelection to become mayor. But uh, yeah, when this when all this stuff he said it's not the responsibility of local officials to bail you out of this Arctic freeze that's basically hit hit your entire state that nobody's ever seen f- before. He basically was like, "The strong will survive, and good luck." It's like, wow, okay, all right. It's like so, so you know, and they resigned.
1: I want somebody <laughs> to go full bane on them. And say, and do we accept his resignation? <laughs> I want somebody <laughs> to do that.
2: This is a, oh, Tim Boyd. This is a, this is Tim Boyd, that's his name. Oh I, thought, I thought that was, at first I thought it was funny, but then I was like, wow. When I heard folks was like literally like dying in their cars and stuff down there and, and sleeping out in their cars and you got healthcare officials and stuff sleeping in their cars, Trying to stay warm because ain't no heat in none of the buildings and there's no running water. And had this dude jump on and say that your local officials are not responsible for this. Like, but I thought that's why y'all got elected. I thought that I thought that's how you became mayor. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but Colorado isn't really a um, Not Colorado, Colorado City. Texas.
1: Texas.
2: Yeah, Yeah, there's a there's a city in Texas called Colorado. Got you. Yeah. Got you. I want to know, what is the
0: black population in that city? Can't be much.
2: Right. The first time I ever heard of Colorado, Texas, that was the first time.
0: I'm wondering, this, I, this has got to be the first time that I've heard a politician get on, you know, a public platform and talk about a bunch of poor white folks in that matter. Like this is happening to you because you're lazy And you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure out how to deal with the cold because your government is not responsible for helping you figure out how to deal with the cold. Like usually this sort of callousness is reserved for the black community. And when it comes to white folks, folks just keep their mouth shut.
1: Well, I guess before this COVID thing, I guess being a politician in in Texas was, was a breeze. I mean they didn't have
2: to do uh, anything. Uh 2020 population census in Colorado, Texas. Uh whites, uh three thirty three thirty-three ninety, uh three thousand three hundred and ninety white population, uh black and African American, two hundred and twelve, uh some other races hundred and seventy-eight, American Indian, Alaskan Native, ninety-seven.
0: So he talking about a bunch of white folks in that way? <laughs> Be, there's got to be some scandals with this guy. He's got to already know, like, his political future was just dead in the water anyway. And so let me let me leave some
2: scorched earth behind me on my way out. Yeah, somebody pissed him off. <laughs> That's what it kind of sounds like to me. And somebody said something to him out of order, and he was like, okay. Because it says that he, had li- like I said, he, had, he said that he did, wasn't planning on uh, going through the process of re-election but he resigned after he made these statements. Now, I don't know if the resignation came because he made the statements or he resigned just to, do, to, to drop the mic moment. <laughs> like, like, bye. <laughs> Does he clearly not feel like he has any sort of political future?
0: But I can't imagine he plans to still live in that area. Like, he must have already moved down his his kids or any other family has. Because I can't imagine that they could stay in that area after those statements and feel
1: comfortable. That's the great thing about privilege. You'll still be there. And and you know, know, the the funny part about it is it's a small 4,000 population town based on the numbers Jason just said, right? I mean, all it is Mm -hmm. is when you're in a big city or something like that, you got people that can head off a lot of these people that come and complain to you. When you're in a population of 4,000, you go to the corner store, somebody complaining to you every damn day. You just couldn't take it. Just couldn't take it.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. But yeah, this would be an interesting uh, thing to watch to develop uh, prayers to Everyone right now, not just in Texas, but across the U.S., who's without power, without heat and still struggling through this situation. My understanding is that um, some things were put into place today where significantly less people are impacted, but it's still way too many and they need to get this situation resolved as soon as possible before more people die.
2: Don't worry, y'all. It's going to get warm. It's going to melt. It'll be okay. I promise you just stay warm. We deal with that mess up here all the time. We really do. It's hard. It, it sucks. It sucks all day. And I can only imagine it sucking as much as when I just not being prepared. They don't even make the buildings for snow down there. That that I thought was crazy. Like, wow. Like, wait a minute. Like, some piles of snow got on these people's houses and they collapsed. I, I never even thought about the infrastructure and the architecture of this city compared to other ones that don't experience snow. Like, it never even crossed my mind.
1: Big bad wolf come along with all their houses down over there,
0: man. Just like I'm not sure how much of Chicago is meant to withstand a hurricane. Like,
2: <laughs> and that's what I was just about to say. Like all the hurricanes and stuff that roll through Texas all the time. Like you would assume, but I guess they just prepared. It. Like you know, it's gonna blow down, and you know, we just rebuild. I guess, all right? Yeah, it's crazy to me.
0: Snow is different. Cold is different.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: Well, so, uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about my week as well. As you all can see, if you're you're actually viewing us as opposed to just uh, listening on our podcast platforms, I'm not in my usual situation. That's because I'm not at home. Uh, my wife and I decided it was finally time to hop on a plane. So we're in Punta Cana right now, uh, having a ball. But unfortunately, it's dark outside, so you can't see, but I, I can see the beach and the ocean right from my window. And it is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You know,
2: stuff
0: Stuff like this is exactly why Samantha and I became travel agents and why we love traveling so much, you know, being able to look outside our window and see snow and ice everywhere and be like, you know what? This is not life. This is not the way that I want my week to go and just go somewhere. And try to leave all those problems behind for just a little bit. So it's only been one day, but it's been uh, fantastic thus far. Social distancing on the plane was no problem. You know, everybody, of course, is required to wear masks. Most people are not traveling right now, so planes are not full. So I had an empty seat right next to me, it's, it, and they're all very, very strict <laughs> about the uh, social distancing policies. So. All that stuff was uh, nice. When you get to Punta Cana, you have to provide letters proving that you are not, um, that you have recently had yourself tested and that you have recent false days. And they also make you below three times of some sort of little thing that they then go back and do a speed test on uh, to uh, give them even more confidence that you are not bringing COVID into their country. They don't do that for everybody on the plane, but they do that for quite a few people. So, uh, both me and Samantha got snatched up, and <laughs> had to do the test this time. What's up, Jason?
2: W- were there well, any of the black people who were tested?
0: Actually, we were the o- thing. No, <laughs> actually, we were the only black people in the group. It was a yeah. whole. Whole area of folks that they pulled to the side, we were the only black folks. <laughs> All the rest of them was, was little upset white folks, hands on their hips, like, where's this going to be over? <laughs> so they to grab
2: y'all to make it seem like they wasn't on something. <laughs> two black people, come here, come here real quick. Basically. <laughs> a I mean, diversity into this test real quick. <laughs>
0: absolutely. It's, it's actually one of the things I like about going to countries like this. Everywhere I look, the people in charge are people of color. You know, clearly they're not African-Americans, but the only white person that I've seen really in a position of authority since being here was the pilot on our plane. <laughs> that's that's everybody else who's handling things, organizing things, securing things. It's all been people of color. And conservative it's, it's
1: conservative nice. That's a conservative nightmare. You got to walk around with papers saying, saying you don't have COVID. They don't like the walking around with papers deal. You know, they, they, don't, they don't mind us having them, right? But, you know, now that they got to have them, they don't like that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and I love it. I, I absolutely love it. it. It makes me feel, all of it makes me feel more secure. And they're very, very hardline about the stuff. Like when Samantha and I came, we have a recent letter showing, hey, we've been tested we are not positive. Everything's all good. They didn't care. They're like, we want you to take this test anyway. it's <laughs> but I have this letter. And they're like, it's process. And like there wasn't even a discussion. <laughs> it was there was no, there's no, no, I'm sorry. They said it's procedure. This is procedure,
2: ma'am. <laughs> take this, blow to it, sit over there, wait for the test. <laughs> like You want to come here, don't you? All right, start blowing. Let's go.
1: She told y'all that time. <laughs>
2: Exactly,
0: exactly. So uh, enjoying it so far, we plan to go on a, um, a tour hopefully tomorrow where they'll show us around how they make uh, rum and cigars here um, and maybe even a cinnamon plant. So while we get to see how they make cinnamon, just get some of the culture and see uh, see something different. You know, expose yourself to something you wouldn't you wouldn't be exposed to if you're in the States. I highly recommend everybody take that opportunity. Educate yourself about how other people are living. Take the opportunity to learn about some folks who are from a completely different background. Oftentimes, you'll pick up things that are useful to you in your own life and what you're doing, or at the very least will help inspire you to accomplish your goals. Because you'll see how people are making things happen, and you'll see, and, and you'll be able to come up with your own ways to be able to make things happen. And I don't know why Jason's shrugging his shoulders. Jason loves business. <laughs> he talks about
2: when he went to the Bahamas all the time. He's trying to. (laughs) Yeah, but I wasn't all involved in their culture, trying to figure out what they do for a living and nothing like that. Where the cunt at? Where the drinks? I don't need a story. Come on. Yeah, you came from down there somewhere. You you had to work (laughs) out your life. You had to get here. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. We all came from somewhere. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs>
0: As you see there, some people like Jason who just
2: want to go park. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to go sail to the beach. Give me a beer. Let me mind my business. That's why I'm on vacation. I didn't come here for an education. I didn't come here for that. Here, I
1: didn't come here to mind your business. I came here to mind Mine. <laughs> mine. <laughs> <laughs> So as you all can see, there are
0: all types of different travelers. I've always in the mindset I want to learn about the culture. I want to talk to the people. I want to find out about how they're living. I want to experience something completely different. Jason ain't hey, all none of that. He just wants to kick and they have a ball.
2: You know, that's and- funny too, because we've gone on a cruise together and we just totally split. All right, I'm going to I'm going to do this here parachuting thing. Uh good luck on your education tour. <laughs> I'm gonna go fly. I'm gonna go fly in the air across this ocean real quick. See what that's all about. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> I was walking around in the museums.
2: <laughs> I got museums here. Oh, good, shoot. They got just about the same stuff in every other museum. They just stole from somebody else or they just borrowed it from somebody else. So I didn't see it all. It's all good. Okay. Everybody's different. Everybody's <laughs> different.
0: But yeah, we're having a good time so far. And uh, we've definitely been looking forward to this trip.
2: So um hoping that it continues to go well. It's and you, interesting. And you, you deserve it, sir, because you've missed a lot of the trips with your wife. She's been going on these things all by herself in the videos. And you've been here either sick or stuck with the kid or something. It's, you, you deserve your vacation. I'm glad you got there safely. and I'm glad you're getting it, sir.
0: In the past year and a half, I think my wife has been to Punta Cana three times already without me. So this is her fourth time now. and We finally, <laughs> finally went together. Uh, like I said, we both love to travel. It's not that we uh, love Punta Cana so much, but with COVID and everything, there's a limited amount selection of places we can go where we actually feel comfortable. Like okay, you know they're dealing with this um, seriously. We can social distance easy. Uh, things of that nature. So the place we really wanted to go this year or really last year was London, but still don't feel confident that we can go there and have any real assurance
2: that oh, yeah, it's going they to. they in the midst of a lockdown right now. I don't even think you can get over there if you wanted to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to getting
0: vaccinated and I'm really looking forward to us reaching a time frame where, the governments feel like, all right, everybody who wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated at this point. Let's go ahead and start opening things back up.
2: So I'm still not sure about it. I got my letter from my job the other day. I, I apparently am an essential worker and have been given permission to go ahead and test and, and go and get it, get it a shot. Uh huh. I don't I I don't know if I want to. I just don't. Why wouldn't you? I I don't know. It, still, all this stuff seemed to come so fast. It came so quick, Uh, you know, I've gone onto the website and and tried to sit there and kind of read all the the crap they put on the CDC website about it. None of it's real good info. It's all a lot of vague, just scientific talk that I don't understand. What kind of talk are you looking for? I I really just want to know, okay, how was it developed? How did y'all get this damn thing so fast? When y'all didn't know nothing about Corona, there was the vaccine came out before we got more information about what Corona really was. Mm-hmm. So that bothers me. Now, granted, I understand that they had they had they knew the virus existed already. But the, the I have the I have a big problem with just not having information. We got none when this thing first hit us last year. We got nothing. It was, oh, well, put a mask on. Well, don't put a mask on. And I understand a lot of that was just a lot of misinformation coming from a lot of different sources. And that was one of my other problems. So many people were talking about this damn thing. You didn't know who to talk to. You didn't know who to listen to. Now they have a vi- they have a vaccine. Now, I still don't know who the hell to listen to. So many people talking about it. Now, granted, I've seen a lot of people who've gone and taken it. I've had I I have a lot of people who I'm friends with on Facebook who have dropped information just talking about what their experience was when they got their first shots because them second shots is coming around. I guess that's the Pfizer one or whichever the other one is. I forget what the other one is because Johnson and Johnson got one coming out. It's, it's 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 about to be a hell of a thing. So it's it, I I have a and granted I'll tell you this much I haven't done a whole lot of my own information. I mean uh, research, but. I just, I don't know. I got to be more comfortable before I decide to do it.
0: I don't know. Like, on the one hand, I've heard a lot of people's concerns about, hey, you know, I guess people are just iffy about vaccines in general. And I understand that there have definitely been times in recorded history where the government has used vaccines or medical procedures as a way to do horrible things to people. Um, So I I don't want to try to pretend like those concerns are are completely invalid. But at the same time, in those particular situations, the medical procedures were targeting a particular group. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why they were comfortable with it. So they were, you know, doing things over in Africa and saying, hey, inject this into yourself. This will make you feel better, blah, blah, blah. Or they were taking segmented parts of the black population and doing crazy things to them, feeling confident that they could get away with this type of stuff. Right. Like in this particular case, the vaccine is literally meant for everybody in the United States to take. And rich, poor, young, old We are all meant to have this in order to protect ourselves from a pandemic that has been raging for over a year now. And that I feel like all of us probably know at least somebody who either died or almost died from it. And I feel like especially considering your situation where you have pre-existing conditions that would put you in a, a very serious predicament if you did end up getting the virus, it seems to me it would be especially pertinent for you to go ahead and get protected. <laughs>
1: I don't think it, it didn't sound like Jason's so much concerned that they're targeting black folk or or for, for any type of, um, I think that sounded like, hey, they rushed and, and maybe they don't quite know what they're doing enough yet to start putting out vaccines. I think that sounded more of, more of the concern.
2: From what I understand behind most vaccines, because I've had the flu vaccine, I've, I've taken, I've had the shot for the measles, you know, I've had all that stuff. And granted, the majority of that stuff I had when I was younger, I've had flu shots as an adult. But, you know, like in the process of that, it's just kind of it's been here for a while. So just thinking about the research that it took. To develop these different vaccines for you know these vac- these viruses and stuff like that, they say it takes like one to two, three, some odd years to develop these things. Like, because if because if you were all because if you, it's like I say, I understand that they already had knowledge that the coronavirus existed, but somewhere in there, they decided not to take the next step into creating a virus for it until it decided to start attacking people because it was just in animals for the longest time. And then it it mutated or did what it did because it's it's apparently it's mutated within the last year because they have different variants of it running around now. And then you have the vaccine now all of a sudden. So I I don't, what, what, what bothers me is, is, and it might sound stupid, but it might, I have kind of like the Jurassic park theory in it where they basically talk about like they did none of the legwork to come up with the answers with what they have. They 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 built on what other people did, and then they just came up with a vaccine. You know what I mean? And because because President fucking orange ass decided to call it Project Warp Speed or whatever the fuck dumbass shit he decided to make it into, I, I I don't necessarily think that it's. I I think because of him that I'm weary about it. I'm weary about it because they came up with the shit in fucking nine months, and then started just pushing it. And it's not, the, and 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 I'm, I don't know. Like I say, I I I just feel I'm, I'm worried that enough time hadn't passed and enough research wasn't done to make sure that this thing is what it needs to be. Because you've heard people, I've heard, I don't know if this is a lot of foolery or bullshit, but I've heard people who have had reactions to this vaccine. You know what I mean, and it's and I, I I watch I'm I'm up late at night and I see these dumbass medical commercials Well, we got to cure the AIDS, but uh, it's gonna cause AIDS as a fucking um uh, as a side effect. Uh, you gonna deal with debilitating cramps? You might get a cramp to kill you. It could give you cancer. So what does this thing do? You know what I mean? Like what's what, it, their benefits? I understand, but what what are the what are the shit that I need to be concerned after I take it? Because it's always something, apparently.
1: Hey, I, I mean, I don't think they... I mean, I, I'm guessing that's part of the stuff that they try to find out over those three, four years that you're talking about. I mean, I'm not sure they fully know. They know some side effects. But, I mean, they're just not going to know until, you know, a big enough group takes it to, to see what happens. And it kind of sucks to, to kinda be in a sort of a guinea pig situation. Well, here's my understanding of the is that you, it, it, even just like the flu shot, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee you're not going to get the flu because by the time you right. get that shot, there's a different variant of the flu already out. there. But, but what, what the vaccine does help with, it might help, some, might help prevent some variant of the disease, but what it also is designed to do is to help minimize any symptoms that you might get as a product of getting the disease. So, so I, I mean, I don't know. You're still not, even with taking those vaccines, you're still not safe from getting the disease. So you still have to do right. and take those precautions, but it's just like the flu. You still got to take the precautions of not catching the flu. So, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure exactly what you're looking for out of the vaccine, but, you know, if, if it's just a, Knowledge of what the side effects are going to be, you, you might be waiting a while
2: on that one. It's like I said that, and we 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 had it on the show one time. I'm waiting for everybody to get their shots, and I want to see if people start turning into zombies. That's my whole thing. Like I feel like it was just made too quick, and it was way too fucking convenient because it basically rolled right on the damn vaccine. They politicized the damn thing first of all because it was it was part of fucking Trump's whole "I'm gonna be reelected" thing. So I don't know if and, and the way people listen to him, including these corporations and everything else, if he goes in and says, Hey, make up some numbers and put it out there, I need to get reelected. I'm not sure I want to put my body at risk for that. You know what I mean? And I understand that it's just like Hudson says, like, like I feel like they they take years in order they 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 have groups. They they, I've gotten plenty of emails where they like, oh, you want to come in and be a part of this test group for this new drug and woo, this and that. I don't feel like the entire population should be a test dummy. And I definitely don't want to be a part of that. It it scares me. It just does. Just like the, just like the virus scared me. The vaccine makes me nervous, too, because it came up like that. And it was way too convenient. And now we're in the stage two of people taking the shots from the first part of it. And, I, and I, don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm paranoid. I don't want to sound like I'm some conspiracy theorist or nothing like that, but it just seems all too convenient. It really does. So I don't
0: feel like it, it's convenient because we have these billion-dollar medical corporations who basically sit around all day and are looking for medical situations to make money out of and the fact of the matter is they're making money hand over fist for this because the government is paying to receive these vaccines and send them across the country. Mm-hmm. Pfizer put in billions of dollars in order to be able to make this because they knew they'd make five times as much money from it. I mean, this this is just simple, plain old capitalism. Uh, to me, they saw it's not like they're doing this out of kindness of their heart. It's not like they're giving away this stuff for free. Like They came up with it so quickly because they quickly wanted to take advantage of the economic opportunity that was available. And the government is all too willing to assist with this because they don't want to continue to watch the population get wiped out. I mean, if the COVID numbers remain the same at the end of Biden's term that they were at the end of Trump's term, we're going to get a Republican right back into office. So to me, it's not it's not convenient that a solution presented itself so quickly. There are elements in place for the situation, a government that desperately needs this to stop, multiple medical corporations that see an opportunity for them to make even more money, and a population that is desperate to see the pandemic stop as well. All these are coming together to create a very, very quick solution, whereas in other cases, you're right, it might have taken significantly longer. As far as the side effects, I agree with Hudson to some degree that long-term side effects are something that we're just going to have to continue to watch for. I mean, frankly, we don't really know the long-term side effects of getting COVID. There are many, many people who are basically saying that they are technically uh, cured from COVID and don't have it anymore. But the symptoms, some of the, the things that were damaged from getting COVID are still with them, that they don't feel completely 100% again. And so we don't have the real information on what what... What does that really mean? And how are these people who have had COVID, how are they going to really be affected? But short term, what we've looked at as far as the people who have had the virus, I- I'm sorry, who have taken the vaccine, that some of them have experienced migraines. They've experienced, you know, like short term flu for a couple of days, things of that nature. To date, nobody has died. Hmm. <laughs> nobody has died. Nobody has had to sit up in a hospital on a ventilator. Nobody has been like, I took the vaccine and I was a step away from death. You know? Like, yes, there have definitely been side effects and some people have had bad reactions. My, actually, my boss at my job, he was sitting to me and was like, hey, y'all, I know I'm usually high energy, but I just took the vaccine and my body is just not reacting to it well. I've had a, a migraine all day. So, you know, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be my usual self today. So, you know, th- definitely there have been some people who have reacted poorly to it, but not to the degree that your body reacts poorly when you got COVID. <laughs> bottom, bottom line, you know, and I feel like people who are saying, well, I don't I, I don't want to take the vaccine yet. It's almost like you'd rather risk death because we know what COVID does. You know what I'm saying? Like we know what COVID does, young and old. So you, you'd you rather risk death than just take the
2: vaccine, which to me it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'd rather sit back and wait and see. Because just like you said, yeah, ain't nobody died to date taking it. So, I mean, because at this point basically what you just described is me either I'm going to eat this bullet Will almost slowly take this bullet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of, it's almost kind of like what it sounds like, because it's like, okay, you can risk getting COVID, or, you know, you can sit back and take this vaccine, and it can slowly, probably, do something to you. Probably, maybe, probably not, but it could. But we don't know. Say that's the problem I got. I need more information. Now you, you can see, you can tell me all day that COVID will kill you. But that ain't even guaranteed because people done got it and ain't died. That's true. I'm one of them. So then I can mess around and take this vaccine and yeah, I could probably could possibly be okay. Well, we don't know. Not exactly for sure. But only that nobody's died to date. And it's only been out for about a month or two. Jason, you are trying to make it seem like that's an apples to apples comparison when
0: it's not. COVID has already killed hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people worldwide. The vaccine has killed no one. But you're trying to make it seem like this is an equal comparison. Well, either one could kill you like Jason. That's That that, that doesn't have any real
2: basis but in But my problem is, is neither one has given me any information that I need to make a judgment decision other than the people who have died. Now, I've been sitting here since January when the shit came here, and I haven't caught it. I haven't gotten it. I changed up a lot of my habits and I've been recognizing where I am. And I do the best I can to keep myself healthy as well as my family. And if that gets me through, I'm good. I don't want the vaccine or the virus. Now, if, now if that's me being an idiot saying, you know, hey, since I've gotten this far, because there's a lot of people out here who ain't had flu shots. And they had the flu or ain't, have never had the flu and they just fine. So wh- why, why, why would I honestly give that up? Why would I even bother taking it? If I'm capable of making it so I don't catch it and don't need the vaccine, should not I be fine either way?
0: No, because the fact of the matter is part of the purpose of creating a vaccine for a virus is to eradicate it so that it doesn't have to be dealt with at all. We used to have measles under control. Measles used to be eradicated and then people have decided we're going to stop taking the vaccine. We don't believe in the vaccine anymore. So now measles is on the rise again in the way that it should not be because it was under control before. If you're trying to completely eradicate a virus and make it so that it's not something that a population has to be concerned with, there's a requirement that everybody decides to protect themselves and takes the vaccine. If you have whole swaths of people who are deciding that, hey, we don't trust the vaccine and we're not going to get vaccinated, it makes it significantly more difficult to actually bring the virus under control, especially when the population that is making this decision are the ones who are most at risk for dying or receiving COVID-19, which is the Black community. And the Black community is the one that I, I see, you know, I'm not going to say the most because, you know, of course, there's a whole MAGA Republican community who is also like, I ain't taking the vaccine. I don't want to be bothered with it. But for black people who have been dying at rates way higher than everybody else to come out in droves and say, I want no parts of the vaccine, it, it's going to make the situation last so much longer.
2: But we did just
1: say the vaccine doesn't cure it, right? Well, the, the, the vaccine doesn't cure, no. That scene doesn't cure it. Then how does it eradicate it? So that means it's here,
0: regardless. No, no, no. Be- but it doesn't matter if it's here, if nobody can catch it. It provides 96% protection from you actually getting COVID. 96?
2: Yes. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I don't like that number. And see, if that's I wear I- a condom, it's only 99%, 99.9%, then I'm not having a baby. But I got two of them. <laughs> so, again, the virus is killing millions
0: of people worldwide. We know this for a fact. For well, a fact. That has killed no one. And yet, you have these huge swaths of people who, not just in their private life, but again, we're on a platform. We're live. You know, when we put this on Spotify, it's going to go to hundreds of people. And you mm-hmm. got people using platforms saying, well, they're, they're, they're equally something that you shouldn't trust. That doesn't make any sense. The oh, vaccine. No one.
2: (laughs) If if I need to put the disclaimer out there, if if it's about if it's about me, I'm not saying don't trust oh, oh clearly you don't want to trust the virus. I'm just saying I don't know anything. I don't know anything from COVID to the vaccine. No one has who has shared any information about this for the last okay. January was when we the first diagnosis of the shit hit in America, right? Uh Uh-huh. So it's been a year and two months. And there was so much information that flooded everything. Nobody knew what to listen to. Then a vaccine came out. Now I'm supposed to go take the vaccine just because but you haven't given me any information about the damn disease, nor the vaccine.
0: What do you know about what the doctors have done to treat your diabetes? What do you know about what they're injecting into your body? Like, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) do you know what chemicals they are? Do you know how they were created? Do you know the process that was used? Do you know what
2: they do when they go into your body? Like, Jason. (laughs) So you're saying that, okay, so we're, we're going to talk about this with diabetes because right now I have a pancreas that doesn't have the capability of creating insulin. Okay. Or at least the 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 amount of insulin that's in my pancreas is not producing at the way it's supposed to right now. So if I'm supposed to sit here and say, do I grab my needle every day? Do I put it under a Petri dish and say, okay, I can see this is insulin <laughs> with my microscope? No. But I trust my doctor to tell me the truth about what's putting into my system. If I can't have a doctor tell me what's in this vaccine and what it's going to do to me, and a doctor can honestly sit here and tell me what's happening, cool. But you can't tell me a doctor's going to do that. Have you asked your doctor about the vaccine? I've asked several doctors. They don't know. It's been here for two months. They, f- they made the damn thing in six. They're all sitting here when they put, when they had the first motherfucker when they had that old lady the first one who took it they reported and said doctors don't know what's going to happen with this thing we're basically injecting it and hoping for the best. <laughs> Tell me it. that. Ask me. Have you spoken? Have you seen anywhere where it's where they giving you any information on any website, any news report, any tweet, a doctor who tells you what's in that vaccine and what it does to you? We're sitting here d- debating on the fact whether or not it's going to be any kind of side effects, and no one knows. It's 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 different from everybody, just like the virus. Mm-hmm. So at least when I go to the doctor and I have to get a refill on my insulin, he can tell me what's going on. Doctor can't tell me shit about this damn vaccine. And until he can, I'm not
0: taking it. I think that's messed up on your doctor's uh, part, to be frank, because every doctor that I've spoken to has been absolutely adamant. Like, yeah, you they can mean, be adamant. Mean, as soon as it comes out. like. But you know, did he give you any information?
2: Did he tell you anything about it? I don't I know I'm not a medical professional, so honestly. You I don't, don't have it. to be. You don't have to be to ask a question to sit there and say, hey, doc, when I take this, what are the possible? What could possibly happen? And they sit there and look at you and say, you know, I already know. <laughs> are you comfortable with saying, okay, go ahead and
0: put it in? Yes, because I know what happens to me when I get COVID. Like I know what happens to me when I get COVID. I've experienced that before. I know if I experienced that again, I could die <laughs> like <laughs> I am. We, we are literally talking about life and death here.
2: <laughs> and you're, here co- you're coming from it an, an experience with, 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 the, with, the, with the virus. Number one, I give you that. I give you that fact. Me personally, I wish to remain completely ignorant. I've said this many times. I don't want to know anything about this virus. I don't want to experience it. Anybody tell me they got it, I moved ten feet. <laughs> I didn't have the folks at my job. They didn't got that shit. I, I didn't came in with my own lysol cans and holds the place down. Uh-huh. I don't play. I I don't want. I don't want nothing to do with COVID. I don't. So, so you basically you've
0: decided that you're going to live the rest of your life like that until you die. Because oh, if you shit. don't. You're never going to be protected, right? But so I thought that
2: was the whole point anyway.
0: Wearing masks, standing feet, and Lysol in your house every couple of months? Is that basically
2: the decision you've come to? I, I really don't have a problem with that. I don't think that's a bad thing. I kind of feel like that's something we all should have been doing before COVID hit, quite honestly. It actually become, hell, I've never washed my hands so much in my life. But I'm okay with it. I haven't had a problem with the mask. is annoying for a little while because I had to be at my job for eight to twelve hours. Right, I'm cool.
1: You know, I've I've listened to both of you all for for a good little bit here. And in in a horror movie, there's always the person who wants to hurry up and get out of there and go to the next spot, hoping the killer don't catch. And then there's always that person who says, "No, we got to stay here." We can't go nowhere because the killer just going to find us if we move. You know, so, I mean, obviously we know which one of you is which. It, it's always a glass half empty, glass half full argument. And, and for Samori, we all go die anyway. <laughs> for Samori, the, the glass is half full. Okay, I know what's going to happen here. I might as well go ahead and take it because, you know, <laughs> either that's going to kill me or maybe I got a shot with this. That's how Samori's. Whereas Jason, like, well, that thing not killed me yet. So why should I take a chance? <laughs> um, that might kill me. I don't know. I don't want none of it. <laughs> Just chill. You know? I mean, both make, both have to be in the movie for it to be a good horror movie, because then y'all battle against each other. And the kill- <laughs> and guess what? The kill is still win most of the time. So...
2: <laughs> As is my saying. I- yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Neither one of them dudes <laughs>
2: usually survive.
1: <laughs> exactly. <I don't>
2: <laughs> both of you, not both of wood. <laughs> yeah. It's like I say, I, I have not made a decision not to take it. I'm just very weary and I would like more information. Yeah. That's my only thing. I understand. I, understand. I, I don't have a petri dish. I don't have my microscope to check and I don't have any way to confirm what the doctor says. I'd rather he just lie to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. when you take it, you know, you might feel a little burn in your arm. You might get a headache or two. Alright, cool. At least that got to be something I get to revolve my head around. All right. But as opposed to motherfucker saying, hey doc, what's up? And he just go <laughs> You know, yes. he shrug his shoulders like, you know, they they didn't really tell me anything, so
1: Seem like one of the people that manufacture shit. When so, so if the doctor told you, yeah, your ass gonna itch after you get that shot, you seem like the type of person. As soon as you get that shot, you are gonna be scratching your ass. I mean, that just seemed like it from you. I don't know. <laughs> hey
2: man, I am susceptible to shit, but I I just want some answers. Give me something I can get my head wrapped around. If my if my ass don't start itching, and my head do, or well, maybe he meant. You know what I'm saying? I give a little scratch to my head. I walk it out. Like, it's just a scratch my head, Doc. You might want to throw that in your notebook or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to help out. I ain't got no problem with letting you know. Hey, it wasn't my ass, Doc. It was my head, just so you know. So, yeah, not completely off of it. I still got my letter from the job saying I'm an essential guy. I just, I just haven't made the phone call to see where I can make an appointment yet.
0: I apologize to our audience. We had a main topic scheduled Harris. for today. <laughs> but I didn't think this this uh, particular conversation was was going to come up. <laughs> I felt like it was important to talk about because this is a once it actually came up, I felt like this is something I've heard from so many people in the Black community, say that they're either indifferent to taking the vaccine or that they flat out plan to not take it, and. It's a it's a huge issue, again, not just in our communities, but just in Chicago in general. Numbers came out showing how a lot of the essential workers that are in charge of working with people have refused to take the vaccine. And there's a lot of discussion about what's going to be done about this. There's a lot of discussion about some uh, jobs. It should be mandatory that they're going to make it where you have to take the vaccine in order to be able to even work there. And I think this is all going to come to a head, especially later on the year when we hit like the June type of area where everybody who wants to be vaccinated has had an opportunity to be vaccinated. And then you see millions of people across the country have not bothered to do it. I think this is going to end up being a serious problem uh, for us. And if the vaccine does actually work and it is safe for people it is still going to make it significantly more difficult for us to get COVID under control. So we'll
2: see. We'll see. I ain't real sure like where the numbers and stuff are, but like right now, Illinois is basically in the midst of kind of reopening. So I don't know what the numbers are. I haven't. I haven't like normally like you watch CNN and all these other shows. They give you numbers of death tolls and everything else. It's been like that for the last year, but literally for like the last month, I have not heard the numbers. All I've heard is Illinois is reopening. So I take that as a good thing. I'd like to hope that this vaccine is a part of that good thing. And if that's the case, I would like to be a part of that. As along with my family It's just information I think needs to be shared. I think it's an opportunity for these people to do what they should have did when COVID first showed up, when it comes to just giving out more information, making people feel more comfortable, maybe, maybe, you know what I mean? Like suppressing that. That whole conspiracy theory thing that seems to be enveloping the United States right now. Cause again, right now, I'm I guarantee you it's some asshole that's typing up about space lasers and shit setting wildfires and the vaccine turning us into the, the fucking walking dead and shit. And I guarantee you, people are eating that up right now. So I think this is a great opportunity for them to pick one voice, have them share the information they have give it to the American people, allow our doctors and everything else like that to share that same information to share the same kind of comfort that they have with it. Yeah. I had my shot. I had this and I had that, and this is what happened, but everything is fine. Make people comfortable. Make people want to come and get their shot and stop speculating about what it is. Information is a one is a great thing. And we just spent the last four years watching information become shit because you don't know. Where this shit is coming from? Because it's so far-fetched and it's so idiotic that people are taking it on in and it's just what it is now. So everybody's on 12. Everybody's on the edge of their seats. It's, it's a conspiracy. It's, oh, they, they coming to get us. They, they want our guns. They want our lives. No, maybe it's just a shot that's going to help shit go back to where it should be. And this is a great opportunity for them to take this time to grab onto the media, grab onto the news, and push it. Make people feel comfortable. You say you're trying to bring shit back to normalcy. Then you got to start talking like you normal. Cause I know I would sit down and take that as much as I hated listening to that motherfucker Trump. Every time he got on the damn TV and spoke, you know, it was some bullshit and you know, it was taking people up to a level and shit where these motherfuckers was ready to explode. I'm ready for a normal voice. Give me that. Give me that normal voice. Let me, let me know that we want things to be normal then. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to do that. So hopefully, I know they ain't listening to me because you know I'm just me. <laughs> so they probably gonna come here kick in my door and make me take the shot. Look, Q and I. As far as COVID numbers for Chicago,
0: it seems like we're just now getting to the point where the average of vaccinations are starting to outpace the average of how many people are being tested.
2: Mm -hmm. which is
0: uh, more than likely a positive sign. Um, Today, the Illinois Department of Public Health said they're looking at around 2,000 new confirmed and probable cases um, with another 72 deaths, Um, but they're at 61,000 average daily doses of the vaccine. So uh, we are definitely headed in the right direction. And my hope, again, is that by June we're gonna be be able to take a real turn up as a country or at the very least as a city and say that we're starting to move past um this COVID era. But we'll It'd see. Be nice. Yeah, we'll be see. Nice. All right. As we always do, we end with sports. And I have no sports topics whatsoever. I mean we could talk some more about Brady, but I'm actually sick of hearing about him.
2: Uh, he did. Carson something. Wentz went to the Colts. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. get... <laughs> so Thank the bands have basically no options, right?
2: Are we going so, in with Nick Foles?
0: Right, That's which is gonna be, which is the way we should have all decided to do from the very beginning. So
2: they they have no money. They ain't got enough money to pay nobody. If they don't have any, they don't have enough money to pick up anybody's contract. I want to pay money. There's a difference. There's a difference. They don't have they, money to use to pay people. They do. Yeah, they, got, they, they got money in their pockets and whatnot. They not about to use that to pay nobody to come play for the Bears. We talking about the McCaskies here, bro. That's not happening. They stick it with the salary cap. They got six million to spend. That's it.
1: Well, clearly they're about to, they're about to, to to tag and trade uh, Allen Robinson. That's what it looks like to me. Pretty so much. I don't know what they're gonna do for receivers? But I mean, they made it perfect talk to him about contracts in September, yeah, they're, they're just going to tag him and trade him, You know, so they'll, they'll get something for well, him. Well, shoot, that's best for him.
2: That's yeah. good for him. I hope he goes someplace and whatnot not to win a championship. That's all I got to say. I, he deserved it. As hard as he worked the last two, three years he'd been here, and for, the, for, the, for, the, for for what he put in, the work he put in after the injury he had, he deserved to go someplace and be a winner.
1: Well, me, I think the parents are going to do but, Jason, what you want them to do or, or thought they should do, which is which is wait on the quarterback. You know, I don't know. I don't know. In typical Ryan Pace fashion, he tries to hide what he's doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of thought maybe they was going to do something. It was kind of different this time because, I mean, they, they on a hot seat. But I guess it's the same thing. As he's All this speculation about him going after Wentz or whatever was probably just all smoke. Bears. But once the Bears, once it was clear, the Bears came out of it, or Wentz well, went cheap. <laughs> he went cheap. As hell.
0: <laughs> what did they get for Wentz?
2: They got a third round pick. They got a third round pick and a second round pick that could possibly become a first round pick.
0: This stock ain't
2: possibly. that damn though. Come on now. Shit. The hell it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gave him that you got to be kidding. You want what for him? You crazy? <laughs> Third round, that could possibly man kill yourself. <laughs> and then you got. And then he just signed a new contract. What was that? A year or two ago. So that means you taking on his contract and giving away some draft picks. Well, not you're even cheap. Turn. Yeah, uh, yeah. They got
1: the cash, so I screw it. You know. And plus it was just the third rounder. So still like i would give him a try. You know, so I I I think the Colts came out on this deal. And if he does play that seventy-five percent of the time and, and they do make the playoff, I, I think it'll be worth it to them. I think they'll be all right with it. I think they'll be alright with it. Mm-hmm.
2: He wanted to go there anyway, because that's where his 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 all his, his... I guess it was his offensive coordinator. I don't remember who the new coach is in Indianapolis, but I guess that guy was his offensive coordinator when he first came into the league in, in Philly. So that's where he wanted to go anyway. He said he was vocal about it. He didn't want to come to Chicago, period, which was great because we didn't want him here, no way. When said he didn't want to come to Chicago? Yeah, that's what Winston. said. Wins said the one that said that. He wasn't all in. And they made a couple of reports. It was like, like the Bears want to trade for him, but they don't want to do it if he ain't all in on coming. So he wasn't all in. He said he didn't want to go to Chicago, and, th- and that's the way it is. These folks are telling these people where they want to go and where they don't want to go. Hell, they even talking about Russell Wilson messing around and jumping out of his contract in Seattle. So it was just like I was talking about. If you wait a minute, you don't know what situation might come up.
1: But It's not that they
2: get afford Russell Wilson or nothing like that, but,
1: you know. <laughs> no one wants to come here. Who wants to come here? Only if somebody who can be forced, and Russell Wilson ain't going to be forced to get him. Watson ain't gonna be
0: forced here. Who wants to come? Oh no! You don't even get paid here if you do what you can. You can be a standout in your role for the team, and they still do not want to actually reward you with a contract that reflects it.
1: You know, well, it's it's clear that their number one receiver is going to be gone. So a quarterback doesn't know if they're even going to have a number one receiver to even throw to when they get here. They don't know what's going to happen. It's all up. I mean, I don't know. I would assume that if they're trying to get a quarterback. That they would, that they would let him in on their plans somewhat to try to lure him here. But you know, how much are they going to tell him in case this quarterback's just, you know, just testing the waters or whatever? He's going to go back to some other team and tell him all everything that you said. I mean, it's a scandalous league, so. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> So,
0: yeah, uh, I think that situation is dead. We're moving forward with Nick Foles. We'll probably end up trading Trubisky. I stand by what I said before. We should just blow the team up. We should just let these people go, trade Mac and start fresh. But it, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But
1: they're not, well, not going to blow it up. They're going to try to win, and, and they do stupid moves. They don't, they don't know how to do anything. They want to find a way to win cheaply.
0: <laughs> they want to find a way to pay the, the, these players the minimum amount possible and still go into the playoffs and make people feel like they're putting a quality product on the
2: field. Yes. Hey, we can <laughs> count on them picking up a backup because somebody's yeah. going to definitely have to play because Nick Foles ain't going to make it through a whole season. I promise you. That yes, he will. This is going to be the He's going to need – they're going this, to need a backup. This <laughs> is going <gonna laughs> to Foles breakout year. That boy is fragile, son. He is fragile. Okay? He he three steps away from being a Kurt Warner working in a grocery store. Okay, stop playing. And the only reason he ain't working in a grocery store whatnot because he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't cheat the hell who the Jaguars had to pay him, uh, Philly paid him. He getting paychecks from about three different teams right now.
0: He's only fragile when he's on a team that doesn't understand how to protect its quarterback. He'll be fine.
2: And the Bears ain't uh-huh. figured that out yet, and they don't have the money to fix it. It'll be much
0: better. It'll be a year of him having an opportunity to try to implement that championship culture. They will have been in that system for a year longer. I am very confident that a lot of these players are going to come into this new season with renewed vigor. And we're going to start the to see the effect of the of the doubling down and then the reinforcement of the values the of the time.
1: I'm excited about the defensive coordinator. I, I think I think that's a good hire, but I think they I think they only hired him because no one else would take the job. So, but I think they lucked out and actually have a good have a good guy in there. Like I I think they actually got lucky on this. I guarantee you, Mike Singletary would have taken the job. Come on now, what's he doing? Who the hell wants him? What's he doing? Uh, he would he would have been a he would have been a good novelty at, but that's all that stunts he was pulling over. Where in San Francisco? Why would you, why would you
2: want Mike Singletary to come in and be hated by the team by the city that loved him for years? Why would you wish that on somebody if he came here and coached and destroyed that damn defense, which he would have done because the only thing he had been coaching is high school and the XFL. No dog. And Mike, Mike, no, Mike ain't Mike ain't that guy. He wasn't gonna be that guy. He the name. He was a great linebacker. Leave it be. Let him, let him wear his Hall of Fame jacket and call the ball, dog. If he if he was gonna be a defensive coordinator, he'd have been a defense of something in this league. He ain't been that for some years.
1: <laughs> but he was a head coach.
2: By default.
1: <laughs> yeah, the other guy got canned in the middle of the season.
0: They could have, they could have elevated somebody else. There is other people on the staff.
2: They chose him. Yeah, because he was Mike Singletary. They didn't have nobody else. It's that whole novelty act that the that, that Dutch is talking about here. They threw him on out there because he was Mike Singletary, and you see how they turned out for San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Moving on to a different split stop.
1: I'm gonna uh, call it though, real way quick. Way I'm gonna cool. call it though, real quick. Middle of the season in 2021. Uh, th- the it's going to be an unprecedented move. Nagy and Pace are going to get fired in the middle of the season, and Patine is going to be the interim head coach. I'm calling it right now. Something that ain't they ain't happened in Chicago history. Patine, I, I guarantee it. The dude from Green Bay that they just hired.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 senior defensive yep. assistant. Oh, but seven. I been, I
1: was looking up that dude. He has made every team he was on better. He has. Well, he, 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 every he, team he's, he's been on, he was. And, it, and he actually got a team, that I think the Jets, to like the NFC Championship. So, uh, look, he has made every team better. I just better. knew his
2: face was familiar. I didn't know who he was.
1: I guarantee you.
2: What's this middle title of the season? Def, senior defensive something. What is this?
1: He name would for? have been if he had been if he had parted ways with Green Bay beforehand. He'd be the defensive coordinator. I guarantee. You. He'd
2: be the coordinator.
1: But probably now he's
2: the senior defensive consultant or something like <laughs> that. Like mm-hmm. this is shit, I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't even know. It yeah, was they probably made it, it up.
1: They probably made yeah, it
2: up. It, it, sound, it sounds like it was. he really does
1: but that's how good he is they they wanted him on that staff (laughs) we'll make up a role for you just come on
0: i want to thank all of you for joining us here on sjh man cave we appreciate you spending time with us today remember that you can hear this and other episodes on all your major podcast platforms we're also on youtube at sjh man cave once you're there please hit that subscribe button like and leave a comment You can also like, share, and follow us on Facebook at SJ's Podcast Family and at SJH Man Cave. I would like to thank my two fellow podcasters, Jason and Hudson, for keeping it real. Until next time, this is your host, Sabori, signing off.